It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Okay, welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny. I'm so pleased you're listening to the show, and we've got a great one for you today. We're going to talk about breakups. Our special guest is Bridget Fonger, California-based writer. She lives up in the uh, Pasadena area beautiful area. Uh, her book is called Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart and Then Go Save the World. We all have a superhero of love inside. And she's a cool person. It's a pretty cool book. And she talks about the five superpowers that everybody has. And it's really to help people who've had a breakup to uh, get over it and move on and make the world a better place. And we've all, I think we've all been dumped. So she's going to talk about it. Um, she's a female, so she'll talk about it from the female point of view. And I'm going to start out the show on Guys Guys Radio, a place where, where men and women can be at their best. Everyone wins with the male perspective. Because on my website, Robert Manny, M-A-N-N-I.com, I blog about everything about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. And a lot of it's about relationships and how men and women can be at their best. And everyone wins and how to treat people respectfully. So... Let's talk a little bit uh, about breaking up. I wrote a post called Man Up to Break Up, and it was very well received. And basically, what I'm doing is calling on guys to, uh, to man up when, they, uh, when they've done with the relationship and they're not feeling it and they want to move on, how to do it in a sensitive uh, empathetic way because look at it's so easy nowadays with all the technology and all the apps just to you know, ghost and delete and disappear. And, you know, we can all do that. But is that who you are, really? Not if you're a guy's guy. A guy's guy is an updated version of a man's man, but um, in a modern sense, more casually confident, um, strong, but in, in an unassuming way, having integrity, which is in high demand and low supply these days. And when you do have integrity, it's actually a very seductive character trait for a guy. Emotional intelligence, of course, knowing how to express your feelings and listen actively and pay attention to your partner. And also timeless style and also be a lot of fun. A guy's guy is somebody that the guys like to hang with, uh, women like to hang with, somebody who's comfortable in his own skin, enjoys life, knows what things are all about, lives in the present. So from a guy's guy standpoint and my novel, which we'll talk about later at the end of the show, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. It's about two guys in advertising, but the one guy writes a column about relationships for women. So women get a little sneak peek under the tent, if you will, into the world of how men think and roll when it comes to relationships. So as part of that, I started writing my own blog, and uh, in this case, it's uh, life imitating art because I started blogging just the way my main character in my novel uh, writes a column. And this is about... Manning up to break up. So the first thing I would suggest, if you if you if you're going to break up, to be mindful about it and think things through before you make your move, because you know you can have a blow up, a disagreement, whatever. Um, but remember, this is somebody. I'm assuming this is a relationship, somebody you've been with a few times at least, somebody that maybe you've been intimate with, somebody you have respect with, you like to hang with. And if that's the case, and she's opened herself up. Um, physically and emotionally to you, uh, that you want to you wanna be a good guy about it. You don't want to just like dump her. Um, you want to, if, if you're not feeling it, of course, 
why keep things going? But make sure that's what you want to do because the last thing you want to do is break up and then a week or two later you're like, hmm, things aren't that, the grass is not that green out there. Maybe I want to go back. And that, that's just playing with people's feelings. So we don't want to do that. So be mindful. Think it through before you make the move. Then when you break up, you want to, might want to break up in a, in a place, uh, I would suggest in person, number one. But in the type of location, I wouldn't go to a restaurant and sit face to face because if things got uh, ugly, if you will, you might end up with a bowl of radicchio salad on your head and that's not good. Um, go someplace where you can walk out in a park to the beach along the coastline or whatever where there's other people biking and uh, around. Things where you know you feel outdoors. You're part of the world. You're part of life and um, the sun is shining hopefully and uh, it's a good day and so you take some of the onus off of the relationship. I mean, ultimately, nobody really wants to be with somebody who really doesn't want to be with them when they take the time to think about it. But at the time when they get dumped, a lot of people take, uh, you know, take things very, very personally, which is understandable. When you do make the move, be direct and don't place blame. You know, it's not about you. It's not about her. It's about us. There's two people in us. So be careful not to get into the weeds. Don't get into the details. If you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. You don't feel that there's a future together. And if that's the case, that's the case. Uh, ultimately, she'll lick her wounds and realize, you know what? That guy, I can do better than him. And uh, you might be thinking the same thing, but uh, believe me, women, uh, sometimes they take it hard in the beginning, but they're strong and they'll, they'll get over you. But I would suggest that uh, just understand every situation is different. Just really be honest and say, hey, if I'm not feeling it, um, apologize if you think you've t- she thinks that you've taken advantage of the situation and uh, man up, man up for the breakup. Um, the fourth thing is to keep in mind is to be kind, be kind. Um, women don't like to get dumped. Men don't like to get dumped, although I think guys maybe get dumped more than women do. But um, no woman likes to get rejected, especially if she shared her emotions and her body with you. And so you have to be very sensitized and empathetic about that because once she's opened up the windows to her emotions, she's vulnerable. And it's important to realize that when she does that, she's going to make it her business to do the best to make the relationship works. She wants you in your happy place. So be nice and do whatever you can do not to hurt her any more than she feels like you're already hurting her when you announce the breakup, if you will. You know, ultimately, you may be doing her a favor, but at that particularly t- particular time, it might not feel that way. So be sensitive of that and be kind. Just maybe don't say too much. Just sit there and take it. And um, obviously, you don't want to belabor everything too much. And then relax. No matter how you may feel, if and when uh, the other person might have an emotional reaction, ultimately, she's not going to want to be with a guy who isn't totally into her. And if she's as cool as you think she is, because she did date you after all, she'll shake you off after you leave, of course, and she'll move on faster than you think. Now, if she turns on you during a conversation, brace yourself and be understanding. She may also have issues about letting go. So the key is be gentle, be firm. After all, would you want to be with somebody who does not share the same feelings about you? I think not. And that's the truth, amigo. So that's my man up to break up consideration for you guys out there and uh, be kind. Always be kind to other people. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be right back and bring out our special guest, author Bridget Fonger. Thanks for listening. This is Guys Guys Radio.
Okay, welcome back to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny. As I mentioned, we have a fantastic show for you today and a great guest, Bridget Fonger. She's a, a freelance writer and she's written this terrific book about breakups and kind of makeups and really making yourself into a superhero. The name of the book is Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart and Then Go Save the World. Uh, she's a freelance writer and Thrive Global Blogger and she's committed to women having the most vibrant, fulfilling life possible. And that uh, she's also committing, committed to that for men, too. And she's been practicing meditation and doing transformative work for over 30 years, which is fantastic. And uh, uh, let's get started. So welcome to the show, Bridget. Uh, really pleasure to meet you. And uh, I really had fun reading your book. Thank you for having me. And I'm glad you had fun reading the book. That is a <laughs> beautiful testament. <laughs> Well, you know, it's a serious topic because everybody gets dumped and, uh, and sometimes it's a bad thing. And a lot of times it turns out when you look back, it turns out to be a good thing because you ask yourself a couple of years later, I think all of us, our audience and everybody can say, wow, you know, I was really ripped up when that person kind of gave me the boot. And now that I look back, I'm so glad that they did. So um, why don't you tell us about that inciting incident? Um, what happened to you and, uh, and then what inspired you to write Superhero of Love and why you decided to use the metaphor of superhero to help out the readers? Okay, great. I had a, we have to take a step back, which is we have to go to the point where I met the man that I referred to in the book as Mr. X. So when I met him, I thought I was like a kick ass. <laughs> I already thought I was a superhero in terms of of uh, relationships. I didn't. I mean, I didn't. I didn't think of the concept of superhero of love until I was into my healing after the breakup. But I felt like I was kick ass. I felt like I had worked on my heart, worked on myself so much, and I was really a powerful whole woman stepping into a relationship. And what I found out is that. Um, there was a moment in time where I discovered a single lie and I confronted him on this single, very dramatic lie. And then what happened over the course of the next couple of days is an avalanche of lies came tumbling down. And I realized I had been in a relationship since day one with somebody who lied. So I had to, I was devastated. I was, uh, leveled by this. And I was so shocked because, right, when I got into the relationship, I felt like I was so powerful. So how could I be so leveled? So I had to stop and really look inside and see where I was in creating this situation. How did Mm -hmm. I end up? Why was I even with a liar? Mm -hmm. So yeah, go ahead. So love is, uh, you know, love is one of those tricky things. I remember reading in your book that at a certain point, um, you know, he kind of touched the back of your hand and I'm like, then he, he had you at that point. And that's, that's how love can work for both men and for women. Something happens and it's like, wow, I'm, I'm buying. And then um, it's interesting because um, you, uh, you know, you caught him in a lie, but it seems like what you found out, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that he, there was a lot of lies. Yeah. And that one small lie created this avalanche of other lies that you found out about. And it actually turned out that the relationship in some ways um, you know, it was, everything's in our head anyhow, but you, you guys were kind of living a lie because he wasn't exactly who he represented himself as. Right. And you actually said, um, I wonder, uh, this is a quote from the book. I wonder what lies he's telling her when another woman was in a, a store. And I think he was, he wanted to access your, 
uh, credit line or something like that to buy oh. some stuff for her, something something to that effect, <laughs> but kind of a really like, wow type of uh, uh, thing to do. Yeah. So well, that uh, was- t- talk to us about that. That was kind of like my come to Jesus moment. I was I was in Old Town Pasadena, this sparkly, yummy shopping area, great, and I was great area. Love yeah, it. Yeah, right. And I was feeling I had made myself come out of my house, out of my doldrums, and I had I had set a goal for myself to say yes to every single invitation to leave my house. So this is one of those days where I made myself get out of my house and go to an event in Old Town Pasadena. And as I was walking to the event, I saw a couple across the street. And at the moment that I looked up and saw them, the man very romantically twirled the woman around, dipped her, kissed her on the lips. And I normally would have thought that that was just the most beautiful, romantic moment. But in that moment, what I thought was what you just quoted, which was, I wonder what lies he's telling her. And that was the moment where I realized, oh my God, I am about to walk into the rest of my life thinking that all men are liars. So this is a stop, look, and listen moment. I had to stop and look inside. And that's the, that was the moment that my healing started. Okay, so it, because when I first read that, I'm like, wow, she definitely thinks all well, guys are like full of baloney, but <laughs> that's not the case. But it's per- perfectly understandable at, at that point that you, uh, you know, you saw what was happening to you, and then you see another guy, and the woman's infatuated, and you're like, wow, she's just going to run into the same thing I have. Yes. But as you went through your journey of healing and then becoming a superhero, if you will, of love, then you realize that, like, I hope I'm correct here that not all men are liars. Of course, of course, of course. And and I took full responsibility, 100% responsibility for this. In other words, it was really super, it's very convenient to be in a relationship with someone who's lying and not revealing their whole selves. If you also don't want to reveal all of your ugly little places, right? So he didn't want me to see his ugly places. So he lied to camouflage them. And I didn't want him to see my ugly places either. So it was actually a match made in heaven until the lies came tumbling down and it was a wake up call, um, probably for both of us, but definitely for me. And that's what led me on the journey that led me to uncover, dive into my heart and look at why would I be, why would I not want to have all of me shown and seen by my intimate lover? Why would I not want that? And so that's on me. That's not on him. That moment in Old Town Pasadena was the moment where I said, this is not about him, right? Mm -hmm. So I get it. And so at that point, it seems like when you get into the book and the superhero love, one of the things is, uh, and it's, you know, obviously it's a catchy phrase and everything, but it's a lot more powerful than that. And it's real because part of what you're uh, talking, talking about in the book uh, and writing about is about um, looking that everybody needs to kind of, uh, uh, and it's a spiritual practice to look into what's called the shadow self mm-hmm. and really shed some light on that. And we all have a shadow self, all types of emotional wounds that we may have kind of tucked away. And, uh, and th- what happens is when we tuck them away, they're actually not away. That right. they, 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 have, they continue to play a role in our lives going forward. And as a 
past clinical master hypnotist, I know the role of the shadow when we do a thing called parts therapy, when we go back and we find out kind of why somebody has a certain phobia or a certain problem with certain issues that they weren't born with, because we're all born kind of perfect in our, in our own way. But, you know, we're not born, let's say, uh, afraid of the water. And then you you Mm -hmm. regress somebody back and they find that, you know, when you were five years old, mom was sitting at poolside and she was having a Mai Tai and flirting with the lifeguard and you were flapping around in the water and ready to drown and and you became afraid of the water since that point on until you went back and we kind of redo it we kind of reprogram the software so talk that's a lot but talk to us about you know why yeah. the shadow is important how everybody has a shadow and what steps we need to take to kind of heal the shadow as part of the journey to becoming quote-unquote a superhero of love Yeah. So um, I say that there are five superpowers that I discovered on my journey, super sight, super hearing, super humility, super self-love and super alignment. And, and, and most of those are pretty self-explanatory, but the first one, super sight is the one about the shadow work, which means I had blinders on in my relationship, right? I, and not only did I have blinders on, but I had blinders on and I was looking through rose-colored glasses, right? <laughs> so I had a lot of things affecting my vision. So I needed to take those things away, dive into my heart and look at those dark shadowy places. Those are the ugly places that I didn't want him to see, right? I didn't want him to see the five-year-old shadow that was developed when my father and mother were separated or the seven-year-old when my parents divorced or the 11-year-old when my father moved to Alaska and I lived in Los Angeles. Those piece, those little girl pieces, right, that were stunted in those traumatic moments because there wasn't an adult around to help me navigate those emotions. Neither my mother nor my father were able to help hold my hand and walk me through those emotional um, uh, storms, right? So those little girls got stuck in those moments. So that five-year-old, that seven-year-old, that 11-year-old, that's inside my heart forever. And now through this journey that I had, diving into those dark places of my heart, shining the light on these little girls that I always say it's like they're locked in a closet. I locked Mm -hmm. her in at age five Mm -hmm. and I have to go back and open that closet, turn on the light and say, Hey, and sometimes she jumps into my arms and sometimes she's angry as all shit. And you know, it's, it's, it's uh, talking to that shadow and giving her what she needs and talking to her about how you can, and it can heal that piece in your heart. Then you aren't triggered. That wound, it's like those are open wounds that a relationship can unintentionally, gently, like like silk against an open gaping wound, right? Silk is so soft, so gentle. And yet when you when you brush it against an open gaping wound, it kills, right? It hurts. So relationships unintentionally touch and poke those those wounded places of our heart mm-hmm. so the more i can clean up my heart the be- the more healthy i am and the less triggered i will be by those gentle unintentional touches okay you um as part of those five superpowers you know super sight part of that is like uh intuition and kind of uh taking a step back and kind of uh doing self assessment. Talk about the importance of that because I think that's critical because whether it's in uh, the dating, getting back into the dating pool Mm -hmm. uh, or whatever, a lot of times people don't access who they are and say, who am I? 
what do I really want and what do I really have to offer? A lot of people just kind of barge like a bull in a china top into different situations and they don't really take stock of who they are and what they have to offer. Yeah, I have a lot of exercises uh, throughout the book and at the back of the book that, and, and the bottom line is when you're working on any of these five superpowers, you're working on looking at yourself. Um, super hearing, the one that you just mentioned about intuition, that's the ability to hear our inner wisdom, our intuition, and or the divine. So whatever the divine is to, to you, if you're an atheist and you believe it's nature or whatever it is, um, the ability to hear those whispers, that's our highest tr- truth. So all working on all of these superpowers is kind of, you know, like Michelangelo said, I'm chipping away at everything that is not David. So the, that subconscious debris that is, 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 is uh, camouflaging the truth in a way, right? Uh-huh. And, and you, you, by looking at it bravely and doing exercises that unveil what's stopping you from seeing, hearing, and being your truth. That's the key. Okay. What, what mistakes do you think, uh, you know, when um, people come to you and they've read your book and they, they've had a breakup, as so many people have, and uh, what are they saying about themselves? Do they take ownership of it? Do they, like you did, do they blame themselves? What, what is the usual, um, and I know this is a generalization, but what yeah. do you find is the, what you are most likely hear about the behavior? Because I, I find that a lot of people have um, low self-esteem and right. um, that they blame themselves and uh, they don't take stock of the reality that, you know, why would you want to be with somebody who's not truthful with you? Why would you want to be with somebody who's not, who doesn't want to be with you the same way you want to be with them? And a lot of people place the blame on, on themselves. Do you, do you find that or, and if not, what do you find in terms of attitudes just from a general standpoint? Yeah, no, I think that we all, uh, we all do both of a uh, combination of both of those things, pointing the finger outward at the other person. Um, I, of course, when I found out that he was uh, chronically lying for two years, um, I felt so justified in pointing my finger, right? So, and, and, you know, ghosting is a new thing that's happening out there these days. And when right. people get ghosted, it's so easy to point your finger and say, that's just wrong behavior. What the hell are you doing? But so, yes, there's a combination of pointing and there's a, then you, when you're pointing your finger outward as Debbie Ford, by the way, I highly recommend any Debbie Ford book on shadow work. That's what got me through the beginning Mm. of my healing. Um, Debbie Ford always said, if you're pointing your finger outward, look at where the other fingers are pointing and they're pointing right back at you. And yes, we all do that anyway. We take, we, 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 we go into shame, right? Mm. And, and also we consider because we feel, I think that whenever we have a relationship and we think we're a failure, right? Oh, I mm-hmm. failed. Like, right. uh, so, so I think there's a combination of all of those things pointing outwards and pointing inwards. And, you know, it's, it, the jumble of emotions that happen around a broken heart, it's, it's all just human nature. And the first step, I think, is don't make it wrong. Don't make any of it wrong. Uh, because then you get stuck. Like a a friend of mine was ghosted and she got stuck in blaming him and she couldn't look at her own participation in it, right? And by the same token, the opposite, some women just blame themselves 
and just cry for the next five years because they're blaming themselves, right? Um, husband leaves for a younger woman. That's a big one that makes them them blame themselves. But the bottom line is uh, the... Well, let's, let's talk about ghosting for a second because, sure. you know, what led up to the ghosting, you could blame the other person or blame yourself. But uh, to me, I'd like to get your opinion of it. The, 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 the act of ghosting, that behavior, to me, that's... It's kind of cowardly because it's the easy way out. I mean, nobody wants to, you don't have to, every single person that you, you know, connected with online or you had one date with, you don't have to go into a big explanation about what went wrong. Right. You need to treat people, I think it's important, treat people with respect. You can come up with something that uh, lets the other person down easily uh, and it doesn't hurt them because I don't think any of us, we want to really be in the hurt business, but a lot of people... Um, you know, they'll ghost because they can't face up with, well, I have to do the right thing here. And this little, little extra step of kindness, um, mm-hmm. they think, well, the person's going to get attack me or whatever. And it's just easier just to disappear because mm-hmm. I can. And that, that act of ghosting even takes place. I've had it happen in business with a big company and mm-hmm. an ad agency where, you know, they just ghost the agency and, People don't pay bills and it's just, it's prevalent in our, in our culture mm-hmm. now. And it's just, it wow. I mean, it's right. like, it's, you don't even think twice about it now because, you know, it's like people, they apply for a job and they don't hear anything. They don't, you know, they'd rather just get rejected than like nothing because yes. of them like wondering. So what's yeah. your opinion? Uh, do you agree with me on the whole ghosting thing or? Yeah, is it, it is prevalent. prevalent. You're right. And it's, I, I have a friend who has a, a dress store in Old Town Pasadena and she hires people and people come, they, they get hired and then they don't show up for work or they come to work and then they leave during the first break and they never come back. She's <laughs> been ghosted as an employer. But yeah, it's, I, I really love what you said about the word kindness. It's like bringing love and kindness into the world. Um, if we can all, if we can just each, each of us do that, I think it's one of those things. It's it, every time you, you, you commit an act of love or kindness, it's like planting little seeds yeah. and flowers start to grow. And then people start seeing the flowers and they get inspired by the flowers and they plant a seed. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I don't know why, why it is so prevalent. And I agree with you that it's a problem. And I, and I think that just like what I'm saying in the book is we all have to take 100% responsibility for how our world is. If we each take 100% responsibility for how we are in the world and how we react to the world, i.e. uncover all those subconscious and unconscious drivers, then the world will be a more loving and kind place. Uh, agreed completely. Um, going through those, uh, you know, the superpowers just a little bit more. Um, number four is uh, super self-love, which I think uh, it ties right into what we've been talking about, because um, if you really love yourself and love other people, you're not going to be ghosting and you're not going to be blaming yourself or blaming other people. And you're big on uh, having uh, mantras and slash affirmations. Could you talk to us a little bit about the importance of that when you're going through this kind of healing journey? Yeah, um, it, it, they just, they, it doesn't help. I mean, it doesn't, excuse me, it doesn't hurt to repeat um, powerful things to yourself and to, you know, our words matter. Our words are very powerful. The words that we say to ourselves, you know, not only aloud. Um, I put affirmations all over my house um, during this, during the time that I, I say, I call the beginning of a breakup 
or, or at least it was for me, crazy fires. Like I was just, I felt like I was on fire, right? Like everything was burning me and singeing me. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had mantras all over the place. And one of my friends, um, Kathy, who was in my love league, lo- the love league is, I, I, that's my number one tip. After a breakup, get your love league to get together. Get your friends, your family, people that you don't even maybe know extremely well, people that you can call on to keep you from calling him. In my case, that's what I wanted to not call him. Keep you on track with your healing. But but Kathy was one of my first love leaguers, and she gave she gave me the mantra. Um, I planned it this way. In other words, we come into this life to receive lessons, or at least I believe that, and she did as well. And and this was this was this beautiful lesson. And in fact, because I was repeating that mantra, I planned it this way. That was the first mantra I took on in my journey that led me toward my superhero self. But the one, um, specifically the affirmation for super self love, because I do love it. It's love flows in and out of my heart with ease. Mm-hmm. No, that's very nice. Good, good. That's um, a good reminder. Let's, let's get back to the, the, the whole concept, the superhero concept. So how, does the, how do you overlay the superhero concept to getting over a broken heart? So in uh, diving into my heart and looking at, at the subconscious drivers, as I just mentioned, that were stopping me from loving and being loved, right? Both loving and being loved. Because there was a stopgap on my loving as well, right? If you're with somebody who lies chronically, there's a stopgap on both your loving and your being loved. So I dove in to remove all these subconscious and unconscious drivers that were stopping me from loving and being loved. And that, that is how I uncovered these five superpowers. Um, and... I say that if you work on these superpowers, and by the way, they all dovetail into each other. If you work on all these five superpowers, which you would do if you read my book, by the end of the book, my prayer is that you find yourself saying to yourself, I am loving and being loved more than I ever have in my life. Mm-hmm. So that's the goal. Okay. When you were in your uh, relationship um, with Mr. X, um, why do you think that um, you didn't figure out uh, you think you blocked it or whatever that he was being not totally honest with you in the in the relationship because it wasn't just one thing when you found out the truth yeah. it was like wow there was the whole thing was kind of a built on kind of a falsehood yeah and uh, and you uh, so that's one question um, the, the follow up to that is you talk about letters and you uh, actually wrote him a letter I think and uh, and you actually I don't want to say confronted that's too big a word but you yeah you pushed in on and said, Hey, you know, uh, what about this? And he agreed. So tell yes. us about all of that. Yeah. Um, why? Well, I, th- I think I answered the question on the, why did I do that? It, 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 it served me. I mean, I think that whenever we say something isn't working or isn't right in our lives, um, we want to look at how it's serving us. So it served me to be to have the blinders on. It served me to have the rose-colored glasses on. Um, and honestly, I th- it's it's all divine. Like I wouldn't be. I am so grateful to him. I am so grateful to him being a liar. I am so grateful to myself for choosing him because I got to uncover. Like I had a huge shadow around lying. 
Like mm-hmm. just uncovering that one shadow, that's the, worth the price of admission as far as I'm concerned. So um, I'm, I'm extremely grateful. Uh, okay, now going on to the, uh, the letter. So yeah, I, I highly recommend letters. And over the years, I've written letters to people, some of which I've sent, most of which I have not sent. In this case, I felt like I needed to put up a boundary. Um, uh, he, well, you mentioned it earlier. He had gone into my friend's store, the same one that I was mentioning earlier. <laughs> um, he had gone into her, her store and tried to use a discount that I don't myself use uh, with his new girlfriend. And, uh, and he lied to the person that was helping them out about why we broke up. And it was such an egregious lie, and he was trying to use the the discount on top of it. It just was like this jumble of ickiness. And I wanted to set a line in the sand and say, stop lying about why we broke up, A, and stop, you know, uh, using, you know, that was the only place where he was doing anything business-wise. But I wanted to put a line in the sand. I wrote this letter on a piece of paper, right? <laughs> and I mailed it with a stamp in an envelope because I wanted him to hold it. I didn't want it to be mm-hmm. an email. And um, he sent me a, uh, a handwritten letter back. Which, pretty good, right? Yeah. No, it was, uh, but I find that a miracle. I mean, I don't think that that's the norm that we get something back. And basically, right. and he said, he said um, the most beautiful four words, some of the most beautiful four words I've ever heard, which was, your anger is justified, which was music to my ears. And, and, I, th- and I hope that if, 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 if it comes to it, that I have angered someone in the future that I say that, those same four words to them, your anger is justified. It's just so beautiful, right? Do you think, um, based on this experience, that um, obviously you have changed, and um, you found the positive and the negative. Do you think he has changed? I think he has. In fact, um, he, um, after I dove into the shadow work with Debbie Ford, he did some of that work. I'm not in contact with him anymore. Um, I don't think I need to be in contact with him. There's, there's really no reason to be in contact. Um, no. But I, you know, and he has since married, and I'm sure he's successfully married, and it's all great. You know, it's like we, we, our hearts came together, bounced against each other in a certain way so that we could both learn whatever lessons we needed to learn. And it's, it's none of my business what he learned, frankly, right? When you're in a relationship, it's none of your business either, right? What the other person um, okay. is doing. All right, this is Guys Guys Radio. Our special guest is Bridget Fonger. Her name of her book is Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart, and Then Go Save the World. Um, so the steps that um, somebody should take when they have their heart broken and they have your book, there's the five superpowers. Walk us through a little bit. You don't have to give away the, special, the recipe for the special sauce, so to speak, but kind of what are, what are some of the steps they have to get their, their kind of love league? So their support group, they right. have to become self-aware. They yes. have to use their intuition. They have to have positive self-talk. Um, another thing I think you mentioned is that they have to uh, not seek so much power from external sources, but from internal. Uh, tell us a little bit more about this this path and how how long does it usually take? I know it's different for every person, but and kind of where they're going to end up and right. when they should go back to dating. Oh yeah, those That's are all. I threw a lot. Of all loaded questions, right? You you always give like fourteen questions in one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's me. 
<laughs> um, I'm that like was a gathering gun of questions. <laughs> um, and now I've just lost the ball. So, so okay. So le- I'm going to go backwards because I just remember the dating one first. So I would just say, you know, one of the things that that occurs, hopefully, for everyone reading this book, is that you become more and more aware of what I call the mighty flame, the purest mm-hmm. source of love in your heart. We all have it. Every super, we are all superheroes of love. We all have a superhero of love inside of us. We all have a mighty flame inside of us that we were born with that gave us our first cry of life, our first uh, laugh, our first love look and love smile. Um, so that, that anything, you will become more aware of that mighty flame. Anything that makes it grow is a good thing. Anything that makes it dim is maybe something to move away from. Um, so if the thought of dating makes that mighty, mighty flame grow, then go for it. Got it. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Now, yeah, the other well. thing, uh, just to remind, and, you know, I'm sorry, I threw too many, too much at you <laughs> at once, but uh, seeking power from outside sources. And yes. I think, because one of the things that's great about your book, and it's about becoming a superhero as a person and using the breakup as the catalyst to that. It's not just about getting over the breakup. It's actually about discovering and healing from your shadow side and also becoming the person that you can always have always been, but didn't mm-hmm. recognize and, yes. you know, seeking your power and claiming your power internally. And a lot of us, I think, um, seek power externally. You look at the media and I, I, my background's in advertising and we sell people things that they don't need and, and based on uh, making them feel kind of inferior. And that's just, you know, people don't sit around in meetings talking about that per se, but that's right. kind of what happens if you watch some of the ads on there. Like, you need this to be that, and you're not good enough unless you, you know, drink right. this, this kind of beer or whatever. But right. um, talk to us about how you are helping people kind of get over, getting over that aspect of seeking power and strength from external sources instead of looking inside. And that's as a culture, you know, we don't look inside enough. And yeah. that's where our real power is because, you know, if we are, if each one of us, Bridget, is a spark of God, that that means that we have God inside and that means we can do anything. And right. anything that's been done, that means it can be done again. So right. if you hear about somebody like, hey, this woman picked up, this mother picked up a car to save her baby, you know, that means you can do it too. Yeah. So yeah. T- talk to us about, you know, the power yeah, I think, well, I think it's so natural. It's almost, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to not gain power from external sources. And it's really hard also when you're in a relationship to not even notice that you're gaining power from your partner. Um, so I think that's like, as humans, again, that bouncing up against each other's hearts, it's really hard to, it's like we are, our, our souls are reaching out for sources of power. I don't know if you read the Celestine Prophecy back in the 90s, but that was the first, yep. mm-hmm. right? And that was the first book where I realized, oh, there are all, I love how we talked about how we, how we can, um, we gain power, you know, the bully, the dominator, um, the seductress. Um, so we all have these ways that we seek power outside of ourselves. So pretending that we don't have that is not helpful. Getting in touch with how you do that, that is the source of our power. Mm-hmm. So again, 
any uncovering of the subconscious drivers and those shadows because it's the it's the pieces of ourselves that are not powerful that don't feel powerful that are reaching out right so when you think of the bully on the um, playground that bully we can all see that that bully is seeking power right he does not feel powerful so he has to seek power so that's a really good analogy for all the ways that we can seek, that we do seek power. And pretending that we don't do it is bullshit. And we all do it. So it's just raise your awareness, right, to how you do it and, and tapping into that mighty flame, which is the source of the purest power. That is the power that allows us to love and be loved no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the outside triggers, Got it. Um, part of also what you're teaching in the book to the reader is about um, living from a heart space versus a head space, so to speak. And you talk about uh, heart openers. Could you mm. uh, discuss that a little bit for us? Yeah, it's um, the, yeah. The bottom line is anything that that opens your heart is a good thing, right? Like that that mantra: "Love flows in and out of my heart with ease." Um, uh, Anything that touches your heart in a way that makes that mighty flame grow. Let me, let me give you an analogy for that mighty flame thing. When I was looking for um, a house to buy, I was paying attention when I walked into the house, before I walked into the house, like on the threshold, how do I feel right now? And then how does my heart, fl- how does my mighty, mighty flame feel? How do I feel, right? Get in touch with that flame. Then step inside the house and how does this house make my mighty flame feel? The same thing you can do it with relationships, right? People, places, things. Um, and so anything that makes it grow is going to create an openness, right? So when I walked into the house that I am sitting in now, I felt loved and available to love, right? I felt my mighty flame grow, um, so anything that makes that mighty flame grow, but there, and there are lots of exercises in the book, um, that are, that help you with, uh, with heart opening as well. Great. Um, what would be your number one piece of advice for somebody who is recovering from a breakup? Um, I have to say the number one piece of advice is the love league, um, because, if I can give two pieces of advice, though, the first Please. thing I would say, okay, good. The first thing I would say is don't make yourself wrong. Don't make anything about it wrong. Don't make, don't make the end of the relationship wrong. Don't make him wrong don't, or her wrong. Don't make you wrong. Um, uh, d- just make it perfect. Just dub it perfect as much as you can. This is perfect. I planned it this way, as my friend Kathy said, right? Um, then secondly, get the support that you need. It's just, you know, it's like a death, right? When someone dies, when, a, you know, a friend's parent dies, what do we do? We reach out. Is there anything I can do? How can I support you, right? So a death of a relationship is a death. So get the support that you need. Get whatever support that you need. That's my number one. And that can be the that can be people that you've never met before. It can be books. It can be classes. It can be anything, again, that is going to bring you to a place of removing the subconscious drivers and getting in touch with your mighty flame. Okay. Um, 
a lot of people, you know, let's say they go through, they follow the journey in the book, which is very helpful. And then they, and I'm sure you went through the same thing yourself because you followed what you wrote about. Mm -hmm. And then you get back out there. Now it's time to go back out there on a date and you feel a little raw and you you go back out there. And there's got to be some trepidation and a couple of like, uh, these are some obstacles that are going to be in the way. Things that you know you're going to have to face. So so it'll be different. Could you discuss that a little bit, Bridget? Yeah. So, um, and and the bottom line is when you're a superhero, what do you know that you're always going to run into? Kryptonite, right? Mm, so, yeah. and, and mm. so, so we all have our own kryptonite. So uh, you might say that um, uh, lying is one of my, my kryptonites, right? But, so, but what I did is I took a deep dive into that kryptonite shadow. And so I don't know that I'll have to manifest another liar to to heal that wound anymore. I feel like I've got it wired. But we all just just know that you will run into kryptonite. There will be things, any relationship, in any relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship or not, there are going to be things that are going to that are going to make you feel powerless, that feel like kryptonite in your hands, and you can't you know, you can't seem to drop it and you can't seem to identify it. You just know that something is disempowering you. So um, there's a whole chapter actually on kryptonite. And one, okay. of, and one of the tips that I have in there is, is, uh, is drop the kryptonite, you know, like drop the mic, just like let it go. And sometimes you need a friend to help you do that. Like you can, you know, reach out to that love league and say, you know what, I'm feeling really unsafe. I'm feeling very vulnerable right now with this new relationship or even going on this first date. Mm -hmm. Um, How can I, you know, can we, you know, can we somehow get to why, if you can't do it on your own, if you can't look inside and see what is making you feel um, afraid or um, vulnerable, then get somebody to talk to about it so you can get to the bottom of what's making you feel powerless so that you can step into your power and mm-hmm. generally a rule of thumb is it's generally from an old wound and often these wounds start in our childhood and then they just keep getting poked over and over again by life experiences um, but it's the same wound over and over like abandonment in my case right got it okay this is uh guys guys radio your host robert manny our special guest bridget fonger we're talking about her book superhero of love heal your broken heart and then go save the world i've just got two final questions for you bridget one is you know i interview a lot of uh, dating experts um and coaches and uh and a lot of them are female and to a person they all say that you know the women that they work with their clients they want men to be men in the best sense of the word, to be mm-hmm. gentlemen, to be respectful of themselves, respectful to women, respectful to other people, et cetera. And one of the challenges that they have is uh, getting, because women are on this very fast track, finally long overdue um, getting recognition uh, in terms of the work they're doing and the great things they're doing. Like finally, and it's just beginning. And mm-hmm. guys are a little bit in a different place. They're at a crossroads. They're not sure who they are right now. And they got their own bunch of issues. And it seems like the, I, I rarely hear the words uh, romance or fun and things like that <laughs> because of all of this, you know, it's a heavy duty, you know, yes. I always thought dating was a fun sport, but it seems like <laughs> it's a, it's a contact sport and a, you know, it's, it's like the elbows are up. And uh, how do you, uh, 
how do you advise people and particularly women nowadays in terms of, uh, you know, how do you uh, get into the right mode? Because you have to be type A in business. And then, and also the coaches are telling me that their biggest challenge is, is working with the women to kind of dial them down a little bit. Okay. When you're dating and you're dating, it's a different mindset. You know, mm-hmm. you got to like chill, chill a little bit. You, you still have to be powerful woman, but you mm-hmm. have to like not overpower the guy. You got to let the guy be, be a guy. Um, right. So what's your What's your take on all of that? And then I just have a final question after that. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's all about power, right? It's all about us being our power. And really, we want, we, if, if we want a powerful relationship, we want both parties to be in their full power. So I think that if you, um, if you just focus on yourself and don't focus on, on if you focus on your own power and growing your own power, then the rest kind of takes care of itself. In other words, women, the softer we can, we can soften our hearts when I, we are in our greatest power, right? Mm-hmm. Well so, stated. so when and men can can um, step up to the plate and be powerful in their way. And uh, it, when they are in their full power and they aren't feeling threatened. So it's right. like the masculine and the feminine kind of balancing each other out. It doesn't mean like a man has to be like a woman or a woman has to be like a man. Right. It's like we all have masculine and feminine aspects to our personalities. It's a matter of finding a balance so we can kind of get well, together, and, right? And look at this new generation that's, that's coming up with more fluid gender definitions, right? It's, mm-hmm. and, I mean, they're teaching us a lesson here that we, what they, and, and I find many of them very, you know, most of them very powerful, like they're, they're in their own power and they're stepping out into the world in their own power. Not, yep. You know, if, if, so the bottom line is, be powerful yourself if you um, if you have something that is making you feel powerless, look inside. If it's in you, check it out, address it. If if you are when you are bumping up against one of those other hearts and it's making you feel powerless repeatedly, there's generally an old wound there, but it also may be you want to make a different choice. Mm-hmm. So, so and, uh, keep and keep the romance alive because uh, you know, it's, it's all, fun. you know, lo, lo, the finding, <laughs> meeting somebody new and falling in love. What, and you talked about uh, last time we were chatting just offline about, you know, Cary Grant movies and all of that. I think love is wonderful and I don't want to be Pollyanna about it, but, you know, that peeling back the layers and a little bit of mystery and a little bit of fun, a little bit of seduction, a little bit of yes. romance. Let's yes. not, let's not forget that. We're high-fiving me on that, right, Bridget? Yes, I'm totally high-fiving you on that. Okay, cool. And if you've been, right. But that's a sign. When you, when you can have fun and play mm-hmm. and be romantic with each other, that's a good sign. Yep, that, okay, You cool. know, when you both feel safe with each other, that's, a, that's mm-hmm. some yummy chemistry going on. Okay, last question, um, and then I want you to tell everybody where they can find out more about you and your book and social media and all of that, but who's your favorite superhero and why? Maybe there are women that didn't, that weren't thrilled with Wonder Woman, but I just, oh my God, my, the, the recent Wonder Woman movie, you know, from, mm-hmm. I guess it was last yeah, year. Was great. I loved it because I also love, because she got vulnerable and she was getting even teary, right? And then in that moment where her heart was vulnerable and she got to the source of her 
mighty flame, right, is what I say, that then that's when she unleashed her greatest power. So to me, that was that she is thrilling. Got it. Okay. Where can uh, everybody find out about you, Bridget? Super, superheroofloveloft.com is my website. And Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart, and then Go Save the World. It's on sale wherever you get your books now. And I also have a Superhero of Love podcast. Um, you'll see all of that um, on the superheroofloveloft.com website. And I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. So find me, find me, find me. Great. All right. Thanks so much, Bridget. You've been a great guest, and the book is very interesting. Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart, Then Go Save the World. Bridget Fonger, thanks for being on Guys Guys Radio. Thank you. Okay, we're back on Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny. Hey, that was an interesting discussion about breaking up that we had, uh, both at the opening of the show and also with our special guest, Bridget Fonger. So I hope both the guys and the ladies out there have uh, picked up a couple of pointers for consideration because, again, this is Guys Guys Radio, the place where, where men and women can be at their best. Everyone wins. So another show in the books. Um, we're on KCAA here in Southern California, and even though for now I'm still recording from New York City, we are moving out to Southern California in another month or so, and I can't wait to get there. So we're on KCAA every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Pacific Time, 106.5, 102.3 FM, 10.50 a.m. We're on TuneIn, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and now iHeartRadio. If you want to support the show, I would suggest that you uh, rate and review us and subscribe on iTunes. You can get any of our 350-plus podcasts for free. Download them whenever you want. And also my novel, which everything's based on, this whole Guys Guys movement, is uh, started with my novel called The Guys Guys Guide to Love. It's about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. The main character writes a column about men for women. And the book's a lot of fun. It's a blue sky type of vibe. We have a uh, screenplay up uh, shopping around and ho- being shopped around in Hollywood. Uh, we've got a uh, TV series treatment and uh, pilot. And uh, also, I blog on robertmanny.com about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. Um, you can pick up the book on Amazon, and also you can catch up with me, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all over social media. And I really love doing the show, and we've got a lot more great guests coming up. We, co- we cover relationships, which is kind of where we started, and then it kind of grew into some of the metaphysical, the spiritual, the wellness, the diet, the fitness, entertainment, writers, sports people. So we got a lot of cool shows coming up and a lot of information to share with you for your consideration. Say, hey, I vibe with that or, or, or maybe you don't, but I'm going to keep bringing you guests that I think that you'll enjoy. And I'm also going to ask the questions that I think if I was a listener, I'd say, ask that because too many times I'll, I'll watch somebody on TV or listen to the radio and, and they get asked a question and then you're like, okay, they didn't answer the question. When are you going to like follow up? Now, I'm not looking to put people into a corner, but I'm looking to get answers from people and from my guests. And so that's what I do. And I do it for you, for the listener, because I'd, I'd want the same respect from the host. So anyhow, it's Guys Guys Radio. Thanks for listening. And we're going to be back again next week. And as I always like to say at the end of the show, guys, guys, finish first. <laughs> <laughs>